Are you a fan of the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast? Consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at patreon.com. For as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month, your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations. Find out more at patreon.com slash goodbadbull. There's this ball of light in the sky and it's burning me when I go to my house. You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast, random topics, unrehearsed conversation, and quality reviews. Uh, my name is Michael Hodgins. I'm one of your three hosts here on this podcast. Uh, with me, as always, uh, is Mr. Bo Schwartz. Hello, Bo. Hello, Good, Bad, or Bullshit listeners. Hello, Michael. Hello, Crofton. Yes, and of course, Crofton Steers. Hi, Crofton. Hello, Michael. Thank you for this uh, glorious opportunity to chat with you on a weekly basis. It's well, almost weekly. I was uh, away last week and we had to miss a show because of it. I'm sorry for that, but I was in like cottage country and the internets uh, were not so. There was internet; it just wasn't good internet. So I was like, I you know, it wasn't worth it. Yeah, so our timing's a little off because they're actually going to be missing a show last. Oh, it will have been last week. Because, you know, it takes a few days for the show to get up on the internet. I think I'm yeah, the only one that's confused here. We're I'll like in the future or is it the past? In any case. Yeah. What's funny to me is that you manage to do shows when you're in like Malaysia, but you're like Canada, cottage country. Nope. Draw the line. <laughs> well, there's more internet. in It was Indonesia as it was. And uh, then there was there. But also it wasn't so much just the um, the internet. It was the fact that it's like a cottage with paper thin walls and like my parents and Andrea's parents and like siblings and babies crying. I was just, it wasn't going to happen. I was like, what are you saying about star Wars in there, Michael? <laughs> I disagree completely. Um, <laughs> Who are you talking to? You know, it's one of those family, you do these family weeks sometimes where it's like extended family and stuff. And you're just like, man, I need some alone time. <laughs> After we got home, I'm like, Oh, I need to just not be talking to someone who I'm related to. <laughs> Honor, have you guys ever read any uh, Anne Rice? Anne Rice, oh, the vampire Anne, lady? Yeah. yeah. I've only read Interview with the Vampire. You did read it? Okay. Yes. I'm but curious. Years ago, like years ago, <laughs> high school. We were uh, we were like, let's look for an audiobook for this road trip. And I was like, oh, and and it was an interview with a vampire. But like, I like the I like the movie Interview with a Vampire. It's pretty good. Them. Even though I'm not big on vampires generally, I thought it was a good movie. And then I thought, okay, well, and it was not Interview with the Vampire. It was called The Vampire Armand, which is, I guess, one of the va- vampires. And then Andrew and I listened to it for, I don't know, a couple of hours. And at one point I was just like, man, all these vampires do is have sex with everyone. <laughs> like It was <laughs> like and, – and the vampire was like a boy and he's like having sex with the old men, having sex with other boys, having sex with like women, animals. It was like every child – I was like, no, all this book is – I'm like, man, if you're a vampire, you got to be like really into sex of all kinds. Apparently. It's fu- it's funny because like uh, you know Twilight and True Blood and all these these things that have been out more recently have gotten a lot of flack for you know sexualizing what used to be a scary monster in vampires. But the truth is that like Anne Rice did was, that yeah it was years ago. You know <laughs> she, like, it's she, true. She give her the credit for r- r- kind of bringing the vampires into the new. Sex and like, era, yes. <laughs> An interview, interview with the vampire. Let's let's just look at the cast for a moment. We've got Antonio Banderas. we got Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, Christian Slater. I'm salivating already. Heart, heart this throbs is, all this around. Is, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a sexy Christian movie. Slater's a heartthrob? Yeah, well, he was, well, he, he was at that time. He and also he wasn't a vampire. They they, they saved the real beefcakes for the vampires. For the vampires, oh, that's true. true. He was. I who remember played that. the yeah. Who played Armand? Was it Banderas? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. My, he, his backstory is he's had lots of action. <laughs> Thank you for that. Lots. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and on that note, maybe we should get to a random topic. I think I think I know what job I want to apply for now. I think vampire? I want to be a vampire. I don't know if you had the, you'd have the stamina for he, it. He definitely has the uh, the hours. 
That's uh, true. The, the, I, he likes the night, not the day. I always thought it would be great to own like a cafe that called that you called the Vampire Cafe, and 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 your your shtick, your gimmick would be that it opens at sunset and closes at sunrise, and that's it. And never and there's never an exception. I bet you enough people would go because of the weird novelty. Like you go three in the morning, and it would be open, and there'll be like weird goth people in there and emos reading poetry and things. And <laughs> I like how I've just been judgmental of tea. There, there you go, yeah, bro. You're not like, I would like to be there. Like, <laughs> no, I'm sure I some would, losers out there cool. would enjoy this kind of a thing. I think it's a <laughs> yeah, great sure. idea. I always love things that are open all night long. You know, and not that I'm ever up in the middle of the night, but I like the idea that it's like, oh, if you got insomnia, you can you can go someplace and there'll be someone there to give you a drink or something. And when I worked, I worked night shift in Montreal for like almost a year. And uh, at that time, like even Montreal, which is a big cosmopolitan city, like there's not a shit ton of places that are open at three in the morning. And, and in terms of getting your lunch and food and stuff, it's, it's really annoying sometimes. Like you plan out, you're like, okay, on this street, there's this place that's open. So yeah, 24 hours, do it, do it businesses. I don't care uh, if you run in the red. I'm lucky because there's that bagel shop near me, the Kettleman's. It's open 24-7, like every year. Our upstairs um, tenant, Jason, when he lived here, he one time came home very late. It was like 2 in the morning, and there was raccoons all in front of his door, and he couldn't get in. (laughs) So he's like, I just went to Kettleman's and had a bagel like 3 in the morning. I'm like, awesome. Which is ironic because that's where the raccoons came from. Probably. Well, okay. So, Just gorged on bagels. Now, okay. Now we've ruined our Kettleman sponsorship. I, I have a phone call to make after the show to explain. Why Kettleman's not, great. Yeah, it's true. I'll put they a have, good sticker on their window. <laughs> I feel like they. I just had this picture of them chasing you off. <laughs> uh, actually, throw, throwing day olds at me. <laughs> for, the, for those that missed last week's episode, uh, we have stickers. So, and we're giving them away for free. All you have to do is write into our show, goodbadbulletgmail.com, and Michael or one of us will send you these stickers, which are verdict stickers. And if you check our Twitter account, you'll see exactly what they look like. And your mission, should you choose to accept when you get the stickers, is to cast your verdicts on things, take pictures of them, and send them to us via, via social media or email or whatever. Yeah, not so, nice stickers. So that we can to stick them on things. Engage in this, you know, judging of things. Judging of things. We all have a right to throw our opinions down. Yeah. All of us. All right. But uh, now let us do this in an official <coughs> capacity. It's been two weeks. I'm feeling rusty. You know, you got to practice piano every day. <coughs> Let's get the, music- the, the uh, machine going here. <laughs> <laughs> That'll get that cottage air out of your lungs. Yeah. Suck it down. Oh, the Whoa, easy bow. Topic today is virtual, 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 virtual VR. I guess for those in the know. <laughs> Am I the only one that had that hiccup? No, I had it too. <laughs> you just max headroomed so hard, and I thought, I'm like, did Mike do that on purpose? How did he do that? So if I understand correctly, the topic is virtual reality? No, it's virtual, yeah, virtual, 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 virtual reality. All right. Anyways, yeah, virtual that, reality. That, that worked well for it, though, I must say. If there's any one topic that that should have happened on, it's virtual reality. Was it an audio glitch or like a video glitch? It was a, you know max headroom? No, he's like you were like virtual, virtual, virtual re, re, reality. I've never seen that before in my life. Like, it's like the Dire Straits video. I from swear, like a glitch in the Matrix, I feel if like you will. You did that on purpose somehow, and I'll find out. <laughs> I don't think I did. All right, well, but it's right. actually you should ap- edit this out of the final no, show because it's apropos <laughs> because we're talking about virtual reality. Think about that concept for a second. We have reality and philosophers might argue reality is not really real but let's just agree that you know the things i have a keyboard here i can touch myself and feel that i'm 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 made of flesh you we're know all, I, we're already going through Bo's day here i got a keyboard <laughs> here i can touch myself it's reality so there, there's, <laughs> that's what there, reality is there is reality okay and then we have this thing that we're trying to accomplish humanity for some reason it's to make a virtual depiction of reality and one might argue a book is kind of virtual reality in the sense that you travel into your imagination and all right i'm gonna i'm gonna stop you right there 
before we get into books as virtual reality, maybe we should be like, well, no, but what I'm trying the virtual reality we're talking, come on, it's like the, yes, it's like it's the, you own one of these machines. This is like a, the, the simulacrum of a real experience. Like it's, it's as if you were there. So, right. so not a book. Well, <laughs> I think, I think throughout history, what we've, how we've immersed ourselves in fantasy in man created fantasy there was a path of evolution so we won't spend a lot of time on the book thing maybe it was a dumb comment but currently what we're trying to do is put tv screens in front of our eyes to trick ourselves into having this 3d depth perception when we look at the screens so it's not just looking at screens but looking at things in the same three-dimensional way that our our own eyes function when we look at the world around us we have depth and we have a sense of motion and so currently, you know, where the tech is, is we strap those monitors onto us. We put headphones on. We have sensors that sort of indicate the tilt of your head, so to sort of, you know, mimic there. We're developing gloves to mimic your hands in this fake world. Virtual reality is an imaginary, imagined real space uh, that, you know, we're working but no, on. But, not even, but it's not even imagined. Like, imagined is... Is taking it back to like you know dreams or books or whatever, but like the VR as it's referred to or virtual reality, like that you have these things like Oculus Rift and other products that are talk about virtual reality. It's the specific interface with your with your head as you were describing with these screens. And um, to to our listeners who might have heard this before, Bo owns one of these machines and has been nice enough to let Crofton and I try them out, and. Uh, if you haven't tried one, they're pretty convincing. Even even with the bad uh, graphics of some of the demos, it is Im- is impressive how when you put this thing on and it tracks your head movements, how you feel you are convinced you're in this other space. It's it's a very interesting experience. Um, um, and go ahead. Are we going to be uh, doing like so? Yeah. So the big one is Oculus, Oculus Rift. There's a lot of companies that have these now. Uh, Valve, Sony. They're mostly primarily in the video game space. They're being used. Um, there's also what's known and what's being sort of developed at the same time. Uh, and I'm not. I just want to know if we're going to be talking about this or if it falls in the same category, which is sort of like enhanced reality. And in, in Microsoft, for instance, has their Hololens, which essentially. You know, it's like glasses that you wear. Or Google glasses are sort of like the, like it. You wear them, and then it, they can display things. So on your table, it could display you, the world of Minecraft is what they showed at their their conference. So somebody somebody can can like it's like playing with virtual Legos on a table or whatever. So that's an it's it, it's an enhanced reality. It's not quite the yeah. same as the others. But it's I, actually I think referred it's, to I think as AR, a, like augmented reality. It's AR. augmented reality. Augment. It's funny how like, I would I would contest that. Um, like, are you really augmenting anything? Like, I get how it's an interesting tool. It can provide you up to date information. But in any case, I think that that is different than virtual reality. Virtual reality being that when you you're you're sort of you're pulling yourself out of um, you know the real world and you're getting this experience that's really tricking a lot of your senses into making you feel like you're actually in this other space instead of looking at a screen and you know being aware that. You know, you're, there's a screen. It's maybe you know there's a wall behind it. What whatever you feel like you're inside this space. And I mean, just to make like think of the Matrix as virtual reality or the holodeck in Star Trek, yeah. uh, things like that, where it's like fake things, but you can you feel like you're immersed in them. They trick your senses into thinking you're in a real space, but you are in fact in a uh, virtual space, a, a computer generated space. Sure. So, so I get like- so I like. You can meet in an onla- online tavern with a bunch of other people in a similar headsets through the internet, and it's not a real tavern. But it is a real tavern, and it's real people. I, I think as soon as I think of virtual reality, I think of, um, like, well, actually, this is probably not even appropriate. I was going to say Philip K. Dick sort of type sci-fi, where a lot of stuff he talks uh, deals with, I don't know this necessarily, Some I haven't read all his stuff but a lot of it is dealing with what's reality what's not reality and when you start playing with that kind of stuff um it's like it, it, it there's 
VR is almost more William. Uh, VR is more almost more William Gibson and Neuromancer type. Well, stuff. certainly neuro, Neuromancer, but I almost, but I, I feel like the, when I think of the implications of it, the stuff that uh, Philip K. Dick deals with sort of strikes me more. Because when I tried on Bose headset uh, and saw like you know some of these demos and some videos and things, and then left, I was like, man, these. I was like, I don't know what I think about this. And my initial response was, um, aside from being impressed at the technology and thinking like this, this I was I was really blown over how how um, convincing it was. And yet this is the first kind of like, like just imagine where it's going to be in 30 years or 50 years. Imagine when this is going to be. And, my, and then so after thinking about it for a bit, being like uh, my initial reaction is like, I don't know this is a good thing. Like it, it made me a bit scared for – well, as much as the practical applications, there there probably be some really really cool ones. But I think there's some other things that are really worrisome about this kind of technology. Well, it's funny. It's funny because um, a few episodes back, I talked about dividing this show GBB into sort of piles or buckets, if you will, and, and each topic you know falls into a certain pile. I would definitely put this virtual reality uh, topic up there with the artificial intelligence topic that we did uh, seemingly forever ago. Uh, And I recall that one very well because I was arguing with you guys almost the whole time on that one where you were both that like, oh, Crofton, think about all the science fiction and the future and all the good that can be done and all this. And I'm like, you know, Stephen Hawking said this is going to kill us all, right? And uh, you guys... Well, okay, you're... you're just, yeah, I'm paraphrasing because I'm summarized it in a way that I'm like, I don't think that's what I said. I would say, any of our listeners, please go listen to that podcast yeah, go, to go get listen, proper context. Go listen to that episode to get proper context. But you both definitely said that it was good, and I did not. Um, and and at that at that time, uh, that was one type of sci-fi technology that is now slowly coming to life in real life. And here here is another one in in VR. And while I can see like some of the dangers, both like health and, and, and that sort of thing, uh, people getting too immersed in these things as they become more and more real, I can also see some of the benefits and and the overall like uh, downsides to it compared to the upsides. Like, I don't see VR destroying mankind like I saw art- – I could potentially see artificial intelligence doing, right? So like I see I see it as a kind of interesting uh, experiment and, and it could lead to situations where people across the world are able, as Bo said, to meet in an, you know, uh, an imaginary but created space that feels real and share an experience. It could be that like an Alzheimer patient is able to relive uh, a memory or something like that through a recreation. Like these are all things that could potentially happen through VR. It could also be that you have somebody that never goes outside and is immersed in their uh, in in essentially a fake world, and I can see how that is not ideal. But I don't think it's overall a, an issue that would make me want to not pursue VR as a, as a as a future technology. Well, I think I mean back to the comparison between this and artificial intelligence, and why I would I think almost this would be a greater threat than is artificial intelligence and. To like my my view on the AI was that a lot of science fiction portrays it that it's like oh you know you're gonna get like Hal from 2001 like some demented that wants to for some reason kill humanity and my view is like they might be totally inert you might get an AI and it's like whatever I don't care about humans we don't know and it's an external thing right so it has that that has that fear based thing because we don't know what an what AI would be like or what it would do to us it's external the difference with VR is that it's it's us it's our own social structures that we're going to then become even more online. And a lot of people are already talking about we're living in this era of we're more connected than ever, but yet people are more isolated than ever. And that these are starting to, we have increasing rates of depression, anxiety, things like that. I'm not saying, I'm not saying these things are related to social media necessarily, but um, in our modern culture, a lot of these sort of social ties and way humans traditionally lived are changing very quickly and i don't think we adapt that that fast and i think that's why we're seeing some of some of these sort of shifts in mental health and things like that and i think that vr is almost more worrisome because it has the potential to lead to us degrading our own sort of human social connections in favor of what might be for a lot of people more attractive realities like 
and, and I that so it's it scares me more than AI does for that reason. Yeah, I this like conversation got so depressing. It got so real, man. Um, just because of you know you have you guys have concerns like you look at the technology and say what does this mean when it becomes widespread which they're not commercially available at the retail level yet for consumers that's supposed to happen at the end of the year and even when they do release there aren't really any killer apps yet for virtual reality that are going to get people to be playing like there's cool experiences in there there's nothing that's going to keep you in there for more than an hour or two at a time um, in the current technology, but you guys are imagining the future where, you know what, uh, it's um, fantasy land face online VR only. You have to live in here, and uh, do people do people leave their real lives for the virtual lives? And is that a good thing or a bad thing? Um, I feel like that's part of it. Yeah, I, I it's feel part like, of it. I feel like it's hard to like. It's hard to know. It's hard, like, because clearly we're we're using our capacity to be like awesome as human beings and figure these crazy things out. Like, there's no other animal that does what we do on this planet, and um, you know, it's hard not to look at this stuff and be like, "Man, it's cool. Let's explore the cave all the way to the back of the cave to see what's in there, and you know, see how far we can take this virtual reality thing." Yeah, you know what? There will be souls that get shattered on this expedition who spend all their time in virtual reality but like does that does that still make it worth the opportunity cost to figure out how virtual reality can help us evolve as a species in the long run because i feel like i feel like these these this discovery into how our mind works and how we can map out and and use our mind in non-traditional ways are like the path towards evolution you know and um well i i do think that um that Mike and I aren't being unreasonable. We're not doing anything we didn't do in the traveling from Mars or artificial intelligence episodes where we're, we're talking about where this is going to be in the next little while. Because, yes, nothing is out this year, but they've made a lot of advances already. We're talking about a technology that that when I was in when I was born 30 plus years ago didn't even exist. You had barely had computers it was like barely pixels and now we're at the point where we're we're taking our first baby steps into vr in 30 years i think it's very fair to say that it could be extremely advanced and uh i saw an article the other day about this phenomenon in in J japan called he uh hikikomori hikikomori i can't even say it but it's it's <laughs> It's um, Jap Jap it's the self-imposed male eg uh, exile. Like yeah, exactly. Millions of young people in Japan are just remaining holed up in their homes uh, for you know years at a time, and some of them are dying in their rooms and stuff like this. And it has to do with you know enhanced uh, social anxiety and this sort of thing. So I, I think making that connection with with VR and enabling what what the internet has already done is fair game. But I do agree with you Bo that that I do feel that this is uh, worthwhile stuff and going back to your book analogy I don't think that it's so ridiculous in the sense that like you know television and video games uh, and a lot of the things we do for entertainment now are just like less refined versions of this like when I play a first person game uh, on PlayStation or whatever what what it's been trying to do since the 90s is simulate you know that, that I'm this person. Like when I play Skyrim, for instance, where you name your character and you control all that sort of stuff, it's it's role playing. You're supposed to be sort of playing this role. This is just the next step in that. And I'm very excited for that as a gamer, as somebody who like enjoys those experiences. And while I do think that it's possible for certain people to become alienated or too involved in them, I don't think that's good enough reason to like stop this this technology from evolving and it's one of those things like when i watch science fiction stuff like you guys mentioned the hollow deck and star trek other things like the lawnmower man any of these things i always i always thought at the time man that looks awesome that looks super cool and uh and, and for me as an adult now to be like, you know, some people are going to have a hard time adapting to this. I don't know. Like, it's not enough for me to not be enthused about this stuff. I'm still like, I tried it. It seems cool. It, the potential seems there. Like, I am kind of excited about it. 
<laughs> Though I, I mean, I think your example, the I'm not even going to attempt to say the Japanese word because <laughs> I hardly got it. But, but I mean, I, I think that there's a lot of this, and it's not even just gaming. It's also things like um, Facebook and that kind of social media aspect. What you know, you think of as those things get linked into virtual realities, it just it becomes we're all living more online than we used to. But once you start having now a technological sort of um, platform that gives a um, an alternative to reality to, you know, cause right now we interface through these little things, right? You can't ever fully remove yourself from it. But once you put that thing on your head and, and you, and you're tricking your senses into being in this space, I think it's gonna, it's gonna suck people in even more than, um, than video games do for some people or than TV, which I also think is kind of an epidemic in, in a lot of places of how many people, how much, people watch tv i think of my own parents who watch an insane amount of tv and i grew up watching way way too much tv and that and as you often said that's just an early uncomplicated version of of this and there was times in my life where i would watch like you know, 10 hours a day of tv and I, it took me a long time to get off of that because i i made a conscious effort but you know and if i think about it the reason why like if i think about my this is just for me it's not certainly not for everyone but my, my life was kind of boring and bland at the time and i was more interested in watching magnum pi and murder she wrote because it was entertaining and i liked it <laughs> and i shows. still like those things but literally like i would get up and i watch a and e for like four hours and then i do something for an hour and then i'd watch oh after afternoon shows are on like i did that for long periods of time and i feel, and that's pretty like you know back then we didn't even you know you, it wasn't nothing was on demand you just watch what was on imagine a virtual reality like if i have a boring life a shitty job i don't like um and if your social life happens to be degraded something like vr can offer you this complete alternative that might make you just want to be like well what's the point why why should i go out and engage um it, it just it's it's easier uh, to, to maybe just like you can just make a persona, drop into this place, um, do things that you can't do in reality. It, it, it's almost offering something better. And Bo, you talked on like, you know, how humans evolve. And I think that our brains are, and our bodies and our perceptions all evolved around this physical real world. And it took millions of years. And I think dropping humans into this new technology right away i don't know how quick we're going to evolve with it and i'm not saying we shouldn't pursue it as crofton saying but i think there's definitely some there's going to be some blowback from this that's i think not going to be good there might be some really interesting applications i i totally agree with that but yeah it's more along the lines of i i feel like humans are poised i don't think we've i don't know that we've really started this in earnest yet but i feel like humans are poised to provoke um a jump in their own evolution like it seems kind of like cheesy sci-fi stuff but i feel like we, we if we could if we could get to the next step in the evolution of humans of human of what our species will look like tomorrow like we would do it and people are trying you know we are trying to be better humans we promote healthy eating and we have exercise but we're for failing all these efforts you know are generally I think we're failing in a big way, but we are concerned with becoming better. And to me, evolution... But, but think about that point. Sorry to cut you off, but think about that point. Because it's because why are we failing at all these things of like, we know what it takes to be healthy or whatever, but we fail at it because we're offered alternatives that are easier and more gratifying. So it's like, it's it's hard exercise. You know, we just did jogging. We all we all agreed that it's like, it's hard to jog. It doesn't feel good to do it. We know we should because it makes us in shape, but it's easier to just not do it and same with food like you could eat broccoli all day long or you could eat some sweet pizza pops and those are you know and and, and one of them tweaks your brain in a way that the the other thing can't compete with and so but, i just think like, at the same point and we see all these implica of these things that are like more attractive than what is the natural and human beings tend to go to those things and i just think vr is like yeah. that but what i'm saying is like when i talk be. about evolution it's just like well what if we don't need to jog to be strong if we can figure that out I, I feel like this is a lot of, you know, there's a lot of everything we have to do to make ourselves better is challenging. And so not everyone can do that. Is there a way that we can make it both engaging as well as giving us that benefit, if that and, makes and, sense? 
and I think that the like the health thing is kind of a a, a false a false choice. And I would I would detach those things. Technological advancement in the human race and like healthy eating and exercise are are two completely different conversations. And I do understand how you can be like, oh, somebody could use VR and then uh, and then go out and and go jogging later in the day. There's no there's no study or proof that says one leads to the other thing. They're they're completely topics what i was going to say is uh, virtual reality when i when i made it as an extension of television it's more of an extension of video game playing in the sense that it's active like you don't just go into vr and sit there you were doing something active for the most part you're actively engaging with it so th- for me that's a positive of it right there i think like mike and and even i when i was mentioning the, the japanese example we raised raised points that are worth considering as you're going forward with this technology. But for me personally, I don't care because I'm, I'm confident that, uh, that I'm not going to be sucked into VR land and, and forsake all my relationships and, and, you know, burn everything to the ground or, and just live in VR town and that sort of thing. I know that it's going to, it, it'll become an interesting extra thing in my life. It will allow me to play some sweet video games in a different perspective. There may be some tools or, or things that are added. Maybe I'll be able to create in, in virtual spaces and stuff. All that really excites me. Um, and I know that some people are going to be left behind. Some people are going to be like those Japanese people are now in our current society. Um, they're going to people are going to wall themselves off, like they do now in in every, in anything from TV to MMOs to whatever. So, but does that does does the fact that that's going to happen with a select group of people? Uh, put me off VR as a whole. I'm sort of selfish in this regard. I I I don't really care. Like I mean, they they're gonna have to. We always have issues as a society. We're gonna have to deal with. Right now, people are talking about the downsides of smartphones and this sort of thing. Would I get rid of smartphones? No. Smartphones are good. They're useful or whatever. It's just like there's things. There's um, there's proper balance and and there there's things that are going to have to be done to balance VR as well as it becomes more and more prominent. But I am excited for it and selfishly that means like I'm sorry, screw the people that aren't going to be able to control themselves. <laughs> well, at least that's <laughs> well, honest, like you know, like clearly said. But you know, yeah, cuz I leave the weak to die. We already have gambling <laughs> as a problem that we can't solve. Like cuz our our whole freedom thing is like, hey, you've got the freedom to gamble, but you should do so moderately. And maybe you just shouldn't do it at all. And then people are like, well, you know what? I'm going to sit here 12 hours a day pulling on slot machines until I have no other concept of any meaning of life except sitting here and doing this thing. Like, I think people get into these psychological holes with a lot of different things. And I think a lot of it has to do with um, we've talked a lot on the exclamation mark podcast the past few weeks about uh, serotonin and dopamine rewards like in, in video games and in all sorts of walks of life and that there are companies and organizations out there willing to exploit people about that and like that's a problem we have now that isn't introduced with virtual reality um so it's hard right it, but it, but like as you say it is a problem it and, is a problem and 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 companies and uh, will exploit that tendency of human beings to do that kind of thing and so will the makers of vr they'll realize this is an even more attractive platform and i and i and i do think the proof kind of will be in the pudding uh when people try out a vr it's fun it's it's one thing to look to watch a tv screen show someone trying to vr and having tried it and i i really appreciate you letting me try it out Bo. and like i was like wow this is crazy even with and you could just see the potential and i can see how it will suck people away and and crofton is totally right i mean as with all things people should learn self-restraint should learn to find balance in their lives um and and that kind of thing but it's it's just you have these other forces that are like fighting your personal will you know they like they they're using they know how psychology works to try to get you to come back and you have to fight them all the time and the the thing is the better they can do that the more people are gonna not be able to do it or you know be in situations where it's it's offering such a better thing than what reality can offer that they're just going to be like yeah screw it and you know what and and just to argue with myself here maybe that's not a bad thing maybe maybe it's like 
if you are getting a car accident, you become a quadriplegic. VR can maybe turn your life in a completely different way. It might allow you to have experiences you thought you'd never have again. It's certainly not whole wholly a negative thing. I'm I'm just saying there's that's right. implications. And we're making we're making sort of as Bo pointed out, it's baby times, baby step times with VR, and we are making assumptions about how things are going to go. We're assuming, making these, pointing to to issues that already exist and extrapolating them in the world of VR. Of course, I mentioned the Alzheimer's thing. You're mentioning the, the paraplegic thing. There could be tons and tons of positives associated with VR other than entertainment. Uh, and and uh, it, is, it is a technology uh, that feels like a big step forward. And I'm excited. I'm excited for that. And I came off harsh earlier, uh, but and and I I do stand I do stand by what I said about like you know the people need to learn restraint and we can't necessarily hold back things or hold everybody's hands because some people are going to become obsessed with this. But but the idea is that like like there's the designer of the the applications that you use when you use VR. So Mike gave the example of like people designing stuff to make you like really addicted and stay in and want to stay in this world and blah 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 blah. I have that that's nefarious and as I've mentioned in 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 uh, I have a blog and in previous in other podcasts that that's bad news. I don't like that. I don't like predatory business practices and this, but that is not VR and that is not what they're doing here. They're providing a platform and it can be used in lots of different ways and we can extrapolate the worst and we can extrapolate the best. Um, I personally, uh, not knowing which way all this is going to go or how things are going to fall, I'm so excited about it that it's hard for me to get hung up. Think on- about this. Oh, sorry. No, no, go I, ahead. I, I, you talk about being excited about it because we spent our whole time talking about like a very real possibility of people getting addicted and liking virtual reality better than normal reality. Sending a camera up to the moon, let's say, and filming a robot on the moon, driving on the moon, then sending that back to Earth and letting everyone have as close as possible experience to what it's like to stand on the moon and look out at the Earth. Like, imagine... Imagine, like, that's not a game, but that's an experience you'll only get from the ultra-sensory overload or whatever from the virtual reality design as opposed to just seeing it on a TV screen. And, and you know, I think there are very... There are very um, as close-to-life possible experiences you can achieve with the virtual reality technology that... Um, even if we don't learn anything from it, I mean, that's just cool. I want to like have some planet something land on Mars or go to the bottom of the ocean or depths that I would never go to in life and have that experience. I'm not a pro snowboarder, but would wouldn't it be cool to see what it felt like to do like crazy ass crap on a half pipe that like Sean White can do and shred those, you know, waves or whatever whatever it is they say. Like, <laughs> you know, or be pipe, or man. be Mick Jagger. You know, on a con, like what it's like to actually be him singing in his concert, you know, and get the experience from the point of view. Like, virtual reality is going to enable a lot of experiences that engage with our empathy, which I think is kind of one of the fascinating things about it. Now, it's not mind transplant, so we won't really get all of that, but some experiences will be out there for people to do, and some of it will be dirty. Like, what's it like to be, I don't know. Um, a drug dealer or and what's it like to you know I think of Strange Days I always I love that movie from the 90s or 80s Strange Days where it's like oh let's let's get an experience of what it's like to do a B&E and ha- get chased by the cops and that's dealt like that program's dealt on the, the black market or whatever you know but I think there are there's something educational that humans find in mimicry so when we see a dog in order to, you know, when we're kids, we pretend to be a dog. We go, dogs like, rah, rah, rah. and I feel like the virtual reality experience, more so than watching things on a screen, kind of engages that level of learning where we're kind of in the shoes of what we're trying to learn about. So I think there's lots it's, of opportunity there. That excites me. It's it, yeah. it's funny because everything you say about it, it makes me be like, man, it's. It's not good. It's what makes me because it's like your example about about reality, like, like saying something like going to the moon. You, you land something. That's a that's a neat point. Yeah, like we all, none of us are gonna. You know, it's a handful of people that are gonna be able to do that in the foreseeable future. 
So that's neat. But then it might be like, oh, um, you know, uh, we talked before on this show about camping. I like to go camping. A lot of people might be like, I like the outdoors. <laughs> that was the most boring I, VR experience ever. <laughs> no, but think about it. Someone's like, I like camping. Yeah. Uh, or, or, you know, like, I sometimes like to just get away from the city, you know, the hustle bustle, but I hate bugs. Put on your VR mask. Maybe it's photorealistic reality created, you know, noise, everything. It just... It just offers such an opportunity for people to disengage with reality. And as much as, you know, if you could fully download your brain into like a matrix and just be an online person, I'm sure that will happen somewhere down the line, too. I would not doubt it. But at the moment, we're still physical beings. We evolved to interact with the real world and the virtual world. And you know, as you say, baby steps and all that, but the potential is huge. And when I saw it, I'm like, this is stuff is going to happen. Uh, it's going to be super interesting. And there's so many experiences that people are just going to be like, well, why would I bother like learning how to become good at snowboarding if I can just strap on my VR mask? Sweet. Same difference. You know, I just think it offers this easy, um, easy way out of for people to just be like, well, why try? I, like, you know, why, I why should I try fallacy. this or that? that, it, like, that's, do it. It's those things that excite people to get good at the stuff. Like if you think about there were skateboarding. Like I was Maybe big in right. skateboarding when I was a teenager, and what got me into it was watching all the awesome people doing it on video. So I just feel like that would continue if you were like, oh, I'm eight years old, I strap on this thing, now I'm a pianist in, in the front of a giant audience, and I get to do I'm like a crazy pianist, except I'm not really playing the piano, and then there, there's all... Let's face it, eight-year-olds are not going to just play let me finish piano my story. And then there's like standing ovation, <laughs> and then a family comes and hugs and kisses the child or whoever. Like, and the kid's like, "Wow, if I work hard, I can have that experience." Really, and I think that could motivate people. Um, you know, aside from that whole like, you know, doomsday or what's the word for it? Just like worst-case scenario, negative side. Well, not you, but well, I think everyone. You I think lost, everyone looks okay, at virtual reality and says, like, it could go really wrong. But I'd like to step in here for a sec because you guys are pretty much doing the exact same thing. You're engaging in speculation yeah, no, off, yeah. okay? Where, where Bo was like, imagine you're on the moon and then everybody can see it. And then Mike's like, imagine that you're camping because you don't want to camp but you get to camp this VR and like imagine you're you can be a pianist playing with your pianist all the time okay, or no, what? Yeah, yeah. point being so my point, my point is you guys are you got you guys are both one of you is going glass half empty, glass half full. I think we should roll into verdicts and you can either marry your position or alter it or whatever, but like you clearly know okay. where you're going. Well, let's uh let's okay. bring those animals in. You guys good with that? <laughs> Order in the cart. Uh, yeah, virtual reality, good, bad, or bullshit would be pretty awesome too. So we need to we need to get on those that production. Um, all right, who wants to go first? I can go first, but you guys kind of know what my verdict's going to be. I'm fairly certain. I know what you you should go first because I know what your verdict is. I'm not sure what mine is. All right. So um, well, I've said a lot that I've had to say. I think virtual reality is long overdue because they were already talking about that when I was like in my teens, but the tech wasn't there. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, it's like the tech's here and virtual reality's coming, and like I'm all on the hype bandwagon. Um, I think uh, personally, I hope I live to see the day where we can share minds with other people. I feel like, you know, we have a lot of hate speech in the world right now where we're still sort of trying to understand gender roles, we're still trying to understand sexuality. And I feel like the, the biggest thing that we can do to break down those barriers is see what it's like to be one of those marginalized groups and to actually even enforce it maybe in like our education programs where we learn to have empathy for people that are different for us. So I view virtual reality as a step in that direction and also with Crofton, I love sweet gaming experiences. So I mean, just for that alone, that's also like, you know, the hedonistic side of me just thinks there's a lot of fun to be had with VR, but I also think it's a positive social force overall. So I'm going to say that uh, virtual reality is good. Mike, you should you should probably go next because you guys are the two extremes. And yeah, like, I sort of think you should go next because it'd be like a gradient, but whatever. Um, yeah, I, okay. 
<laughs> when Bo was talking about those in his verdict, I was like, man, I so disagree. The empathy point is a good one. You see something from other people's perspective. That's not how human beings are going to act in VR. Again, I'm speculating. It's not how people have – like pornography has not made people more in touch with how sexuality really is. It has made people objectify uh, people more. Like we did pornography on this thing. I, I think that virtual reality is going to allow people to just create a reality to suit them. They're they're going to they're gonna use it the same way we use the internet, full of trolls. People hold up in their own little bits. It's not, it's not made the – like I, I, you saying it breaking down barriers. I just don't see it. I think, in Crofton was more touching on this as a valuable tool. It's going to have some really neat uh, applications. There is no doubt, and I'm sure there will be some positives. Um, but I really do think, like the, the kind of social degradation that it may cause, and I'm basing this just on on some of the things that where I see our that I think are not good in our society based on things like overconsumption of entertainment, um, overconsumption of screen time and internet and uh, making relationships on social media instead of actual relationships are not good for us as kind of my view. And I think the virtual reality is just going to exacerbate that. So I, I don't know. I mean, the, the, clearly it's going to be have to wait and see how this plays out. And we're all about the speculation here, but I really think this technology is going to have a net bad Effect. So I'm saying bad. Of course, I was on the fence with with bullshit, but but I'm like, man, it's yeah. Go ahead, Carl. Yeah, no, those are those are good. It's it's funny that one of the reasons I wanted you both to go first is because of that whole speculation off uh, aspect that I feel like has been following this. It's cool to me that we are talking about VR as a thing that exists. And not as we are speculating like crazy, but the reality is VR exists and will continue to exist and develop, and that and that's why uh, we're talking about it. Whereas we could talk about things like hive minds or whatever that just completely do not exist, right? Um, it, what, so Bo, in his verdict, was already talking about like you know speculation of living as a minority and gaining better understanding and mike's again was his speculation was vr is going to lead to a, an expanding glass half empty future where everybody's ad- addicted to screens even more so than before so both 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 are projection and, and i think they're both 100% right in th- in in thinking about these things i think both things are true i think there's going to be all the all the things that they have projected happening i I would not be surprised if all of those things happened. And I think all of the things that Bo talked about could happen. I think all of the things Mike talked about could happen. And it wouldn't be conflicting. It would it would all it would all make sense. So where does that where does that leave me? Well, I have said many times that I'm super interested in it, and that's pushing. That's what's pushing me away from saying, uh, from 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 going too negative on this, uh, because what Mike says is it could potentially could potentially be true, and I see Mike is coming from a, a very, much more conservative sense, like being apprehensive of the future of changes in the future, and Boa being way super liberal and being like. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna evolve forward. We're gonna develop ourselves to shoot push evolution forward. So, I, I'm sort both those things kind of make me apprehensive. So I find myself in the middle. So the we have a we have a a verdict uh, for the middle, uh, and uh, I was gonna take it except for the fact that I'm just too excited about VR. So <laughs> that pushes me to good. So I'm gonna say VR is good. And so, uh, Way you gotta go with real. your, you gotta go with your gut. You know, you gotta go. With I, how you I feel. do, I do think like the accurate thing on VR is probably bullshit. You know, like that's probably what it should be. And it's funny because not one of the three of us said that. But what, what are you gonna do? You can't, you can't. <laughs> yeah. No, I yeah, I was. That's why I was. I was kind of on the fence. It has too much agency in our world to be bullshit right now. Because no. it, it's not. It's not public. It's not like. A thing yet. It's a thing yet to be ubiquitous in society. Think about some of the stuff we've called bullshit on this show. Yeah, like so. tons of stuff. I, I wanted to say one thing though. It's just there's no technology that exists that will open up a person's mind whose mind is already closed to learning. And I don't think VR or even mind melding would do that. 
Unless it was forced. But we also don't have that ethic of forcing people to do things. Anyway. Right. I just want and, to say, like... Increased connectivity of um, the internet is sure made sure there, there's no bigots on the internet. <laughs> no. Because there's too much information there to It's, it's people, true. Right? Everybody is super polite. If anything, Reddit... should oh, call yeah. it the polite net. If anything, Reddit is they, offering them places to congregate, according to... Uh, yeah, and they'll have their little like <laughs> neo-Nazi VR rooms that you can go in and do whatever oh, you God. want. That would be That's yeah. that would be a bad room to accidentally walk in on the, in cyberspace. You're like, oh, is this uh, is this uh, men who love kayaking? What's great is you could get your swastika tattoos, but then they wouldn't exist in the real life, so you wouldn't have to worry about it. You could just get them like temporarily. Oh, yeah. That's that's not great. Okay, good good <laughs> listeners. If you have some uh, other opinions about VR and uh, its potential implications, we would love to hear about them. You can send an email to us, goodbadbull at gmail.com. And, uh, of course, you can you can subscribe to our show at Stitcher and iTunes. You can also like us on Facebook uh, and our website, goodbadbull.com. You can find all that information and uh, listen to some of our shows there. And, of course, you can Twitter. Give us a tweet at GoodBadBull. Um, and speaking of the tweets, Bo, if our listeners want to uh, tweet something at you. You can find me on Twitter at Bo Schwartz, and you'll see things like tweets about good, bad, or bullshit, and the exclamation mark podcast, and the Heroes of the Pants tournament, which our team is currently kicking ass in, as well as you'll find all of my pro virtual reality uh, <laughs> tweets you there. Propaganda. Yes. And Crofton. Where in the VR world can people find you? Well, one thing that nobody mentioned was that Facebook bought Oculus Rift. So they'll be able to soon find me navigating my sweet Facebook rooms with my (laughs) VR helmet. But in the meantime, I'm just going to have to use old school Twitter, at Croft and Steers. At Croft and Steers. And I'm, yeah, I can't believe I'm going to say it, at ML Hodgins. I've been tweeting a little bit now that we have the stickers and I've been sticking things in the real world. You know, it's VR, you it's the good, bad, or bullshit viral tag. campaign. Hey, yeah. you know what? We should stop just sticking stickers on things. We should just take photos and Photoshop stickers onto them. Like we that would be better them. than real reality. I it's mean, like, it's it virtual computer, reality right there. No it. It'd be much easier to stick one on a cop car if it was not really on the cop car. Screw you guys, I get out a lot, you bastard. When he sees news articles telling him he should get out.